All right, welcome to the very first episode ever in existence of the Six Point Weekend Podcast. So, um, I've, it's me, Chuck Gibbons. We have... KP. And... Dave Warner. So, uh, we're minus a couple of our people because, uh, well, <laughs> it's still flu season. Yeah. And, uh, and some of us have jobs that take us away from, uh, from around here sometimes. So, sorry about that, but we'll try and get everybody on next time. All right, guys, what do you say? You just want to jump right into it? Sure. Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. Let's Absolutely. do it. So we're going to do, we're trying to do this so it's like half of it's going to be devoted to the NCFC, half to the courage. Seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, all right, so we got some new returning players. We have a, we have a starting 11-ish. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got 15 players uh, running down the list. George Marks, Connor Tobin. Yes. Uh, DJ Taylor, Stephen Miller, Austin Deleuze, Dre Fortune, Marcel Candizora. I don't know how to pronounce his name still. I feel bad about that. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? Last I checked, it was. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And Nelson Blanco, who will probably get minutes this year, let's be honest, because we, we really didn't get to see him much mm. last year. Uh, new guys, Austin Guerrero from Alianza FC, which is the Panam Panamanian First Division. I, I'll be honest with you, I'd never heard of it before. No. So I, I know that they have a, a, a division because uh, of the CONCACAF mm. Champions League. Um, Wulitio Fernandez from Orange County. Uh, Pibo Due from Jacksonville, Phoenix, OKC Energy, and a <laughs> the Wilmington Hammerheads. Hey. Rest in oh, peace. Wilmington Rest in peace. <laughs> I, I hope they come back. Um, well, that makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's PDL, I would just love. I mean, Wilmington, that's that USL D3, possibly for Maybe. Wilmington, yeah. if they could find an investor. Uh, you really want to head out to the beach in the summer. I mean, I mean yeah, hey, right? I mean, be a good preseason game. I mean, preseason, open go. cup. Yeah. I'm not complaining. North Carolina Cup. Right. Ooh. Mm. Got enough teams now. Just yeah. the same. Uh, so going back, we have Michael Harrington from Chicago Fire. Ebe Cadulo from uh, the Dynamo, just down yep. the road. Kind of, he played there for a little bit. Um, new guy, Bernard Luch, Luke Spocker. Huh. I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah, I'll, I'll wait to get the official pronunciation of that. And Mario Shalomis from Creighton. Um, who spent a little bit of time in the fifth division in the Dutch league, which uh, which is pretty cool. He actually had some pretty good goals looking like uh, in this highlight reel. Um, fellas, how are we feeling? How are we feeling about this season coming up? This is an all-new squad when you look at it. It I really mean, is. I mean, you've got very few players that are really returning. I mean, you do ha I mean, as far as key players go, I mean – Turbo's back. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Austin Deleuze is back. That's yep. good. Dre Fortune, you figure, will play a, a larger role. Really excited you know, that he's Can back. Candazor was very good in defensive midfield mm -hmm. um, You know, late last season. Uh, Steven Miller, moving him up to the right wing from right back resulted in great things. Yeah. He's definitely – that's his preferred position, I think, right? I think so. I yeah. believe so, yeah. He, he seems to play better a little bit more forward. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the question is, you know, where do we fill in, like, all these other spots? I mean, Guerrero, I believe, is the goalkeeper, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I suspect he's probably going to replace Silvestri um, yeah. right yeah. off the bat, and which is, you know, tough to replace. I he's mean, our MVP last year. Yes. He, he pretty much was. No, and, he was. <laughs> yeah. He was voted our MVP. <laughs> and having, you know, losing, losing uh, Nazmi Abadawi was 
yeah, really, that was really big. You loss. know what hurts is following him on like Twitter, and he's like so excited about FC Cincinnati's season, and I'm just like, man, man. <laughs> like seeing him in a, seeing him in an FC Cincinnati kit. He like showed a, a an image of him in the new, their new kit that they just released today, and oh, man, I gotta say, when I opened it up, my heart broke yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we were just we were talking about that for the show and that it's it is kind of the emotion that's going on it's like yeah we're going into a new league we've got some new faces that's exciting but at the same time part of getting a lot of these new faces was also losing yep. some key players and some fan favorites and mm. a chunk it, of our history when you think about yeah, it yeah really I mean, you know Nas was in the stands back in the Railhawks <laughs> days yeah like two, deep 2007 history. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a you deep know. history I, I remember um when I was working at NC State I uh, managed to, so they, they would sometimes let us, we were kind of like the ESPN of club and intramural sports on campus. So we got to do some of the non-revenue sports every now and then, especially early on in the season. Mm -hmm. So we got to film some of the early NC State games when Nas was playing for the Wolfpack. And he had this like amazing run and spin game-winning goal. And, uh, and I was just like, man, that kid's pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, mm, maybe maybe he's Railhawks material. And yeah, sure enough. Sure enough. Sure enough. Um, I suspect he's going to end up in MLS one day. Uh, yeah. Probably I, not too well, far from that. I would today. like to see that. Like, I mean, he, obviously it hurts to ha not have him in NCFC colors, but I think ultimately seeing him play for MLS would be amazing. I mean, yeah. to see a homegrown player. Like, yeah. when we sing about people – being one of our own like he truly is truly. like one of our own yeah. and seeing one of our own go far in yeah. in american soccer would be amazing well yeah. we will get to see him in mls because i'm sorry i think cincinnati's a lock for mls but that's just me um i don't know it's like he wouldn't go if it wasn't almost guaranteed at this point like yeah he's, he's what 28 doesn't have that many years 20 well no he's maybe not that old i don't think he's that no old. he's not 25 yeah 25, yeah. yeah he's so got about, some time by the time, if they did get one, a franchise, by the time it rolled in, it'd, he'd be about mm, 27, 28. That's how long, what I'm how long is his contract with Cincy? Is I it think it's three. Three years? So that's plenty of, with, considering there's one more bid this year and then two next year. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of opportunity that there's a chance for him to. Yeah, if not there actually, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. They haven't announced uh, 26 yet in MLS, have they? Not yet. No. no so Still waiting. Yeah, we only have some reason. <laughs> Miami and Nashville, and that's it. Yeah. Right. And um, Miami, we already we, knew Miami. We already knew Miami was yeah. going to happen eventually. Yeah. So. Good for them. Good for, them. <laughs> Good for Becca. Um, but, yeah, so going back to NCFC, um, so we only have one forward. One, one forward on the website that's announced, like on the website, mm -hmm. on the roster, as a forward is Mario Slomis. Um, we need another forward? Yes, I would think so. Well, would, obviously, would, yeah. yes, I would definitely think so. <laughs> I don't think having one forward for the entire season, not going to do it. It's not going to do it. Not going to do it. You can't. You can't defend and score goals. Like, right. I mean, you, I guess you could if you put all your defenders forward. But. Yeah, we could run them into the ground or yeah. have a false nine. But uh, uh, no. I think I think we, I think last year and in years past, I think we tend to do better with at least two up top. Um, maybe even a, a kind of like Nas would always help be the, the number 10 right behind mm -hmm. uh, to kind of supplement that. But the least having two on the field, that's when I've seen, it seemed when we were our most dangerous. Honestly, it may be boring, but like a 4-4-2 seemed to work pretty well. 
Well, and if we keep that formation, I think we already have the four to some extent. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, you have Stephen Miller on the right, you put Austin on the left, you figure Candace Orr will drop back and, and play the holding role. Right. And then we lost uh, our two central mids. Yeah, yeah uh. that's true. But uh, you figure Dre Fortune might end up stepping up into that role. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think so. so definitely. That, I mean, that seems to be, you know, he seems to be more of an attacking player. Yeah. So that right there, I think, would be a pretty decent starting four. Uh, in the midfield for USL. Definitely. The question is, you know, who are they feeding and who's going to be you know, behind them? Yeah. Um, would we put Austin on the wing? Is he, is that, I thought he was always better more in the midfield. I don't know. In the central mid? Yeah. He, that's, that might that's, be, that's the beauty of it. Is that, that might be the case. But then again, you know, it, it might depend on the lineup. You might yeah. be able to, to clearly swap, swap them out <laughs> back and forth depending on yeah. what works better. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, we, I can almost say that we would need another center back. Would that be fair to say? Since yes, we lost I think so. Our, <laughs> we lost Ibiaga. We lost – oh, God, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Green Moses? No. Well, he hasn't signed yet, right? Mm, I, don't I don't think so. But he's – talking to him on Twitter, he kind of hinted at the fact that he's probably coming back. Um, oh, gosh, Ibiaga and um, – I'm forgetting. The, well, he played central defender. I, I, I think OKC Energy picked him up. I forgot his name already. It's uh, so sad. They picked up Ibiaga, didn't they? It, uh, no, they picked up Ibiaga. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember who. Um, also, I saw Saeed Robinson is, has moved on. I forgot where, but he's moved on too because we had him last year. Hmm. Um, so we're, we're, we're another center back. I don't know. Can Michael Harrington play that role? I seemed that he was more of a, a, a like a, a fullback than a central mid. Well, and we need fullbacks too yeah. at this point. So. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do for sure. That's all. I feel like that's always been like one of the the one of the weaker spots in this team over the years is that we've always seemed to struggle a little bit at the fullback position. Mm. And I think you know Stephen Miller was probably one of the best fullbacks definitely, we've had, definitely. you know, for a while, and that wasn't even his natural position. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> moving him up is a great idea. Yeah. But then the question is, you know, who do you put behind? Who him? comes back? Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, Paul Black hasn't resigned yet. Yeah. You know, we're looking. Yeah. I mean, he when he was healthy, he was awesome. Yeah. I, I loved him in that role. I hope he signs. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's there's still time. There is time. You know, um, like like we've seen Dre apparently been been training for for weeks before he was announced last week. Mm-hmm. So it's it's possible that these guys are too. They're just hammering out the details, or they've already signed, and it's just nice to spread the good news <laughs> <laughs> over a long as period of time, slowly as <laughs> possible, like a trickle, slowly right? and just, painfully. Just, you know, you don't want to you don't want to release it all too much. You no. know, you don't want to shoot your wads that that early but um yeah and as opposed to the courage we were like we signed four people today we signed this person this person this person and tomorrow we might sign 10 more who knows <laughs> right, who exactly knows? um i might even say do we need another goalkeeper and i'll ask because george marks we re-signed him we signed austin guerrero um george marks is going to clemson though isn't he <laughs> Like is he in college or has he turned pro? He's in college, he is in college as far as pro. I know. Um, so I guess that's why I was a little curious. Is like he committed to Clemson. The only reason I know that is because my, my folks went to Clemson and I was like, oh, cool. Tigers, you know, they, they do well in soccer. Uh, like clearly he's, he must be pretty good if he's going there. Um, mm-hmm. good, good to be in the ACC on top of that. It's just, the competition's insane. 
Um, but yeah, is it? Does he go pro early? I I just don't know. Like we signed him; he was signed last year as well. Um, but I still think he went to Clemson. I could be wrong. So I don't know. It's like, do we need a a more whole year keeper? You know, I don't know. That's uh. No, it's always good to have at least someone. In, like, yeah. in the back in like, the background whether it be you know someone like i don't know if macklin robinson is still a free agent i was just gonna not, say so. uh if no offense austin guerrero because I, I i don't know much about his game but if you gave me the option of taking macklin versus guerrero i'd take macklin right now only because when he was in and um and substituted in for um Sylvester when he was out injured or just needed a night off he played pretty well yeah. i thought um, he seemed he seemed confident. Uh, he grew in confidence as the season went as on. He, that was one of, on. That's one of the things I noticed because I yeah. felt like in some of his early performances he was a little bit shaky. But you you saw a lot of that. You, you saw a lot of that, whether it was rust or whatever, sure. come off of him yeah. as the season progressed, and then that was a good thing. I think that's that's true with just about any goalkeeper. If you've been sitting on the bench for a while and then all of a sudden you're in, you just need to you just need game time yeah. experience. Yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, moving on. Guys, this is like – KP and I were talking beforehand. It's like this is an amazing experience. We don't, we're not playing the same six teams over and over and over and no. over and over and over and over again. Yes. Like we don't get to play Puerto Rico. Four or five times <laughs> in a row. In a row. In a row. Yeah. Like there was maybe – in a five-week stretch, we played them three times in a five-week stretch last year, which is – I think part of it was because of the hurricane and the, and the situation there. But I was just like, man – Kind of getting tired of this. So moving to USL is so nice for the local derbies, for just the just the region in general, the higher competition. Yes, we're playing against MLS two teams. Yeah. Yes. But Yeah. It it that, that I think Atlanta two is the only one in our uh, Toronto. Toronto. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if there was another. But Which, it, why aren't they called Toronto? Come <sighs> on. I don't know. Someone was trying to be a little silly. <laughs> Maybe it's a Canadian thing. Um, but, no, it, it is exciting because, you know, not only do the boys get to play more teams, yeah. but they're not also going as far for yes. everything. Like Florida, I mean, obviously we've got the Rowdies too, but sure. Charleston's not that far away. Mm-hmm. Richmond, um, is Nashville one? Nashville's not that far. No. It's a quick plane trip yeah and and, and charlotte bu- obviously and a long bus it's a long bus ride but but you know jacksonville was a long bus ride miami Shoot. was a long bus yeah. ride yeah so and puerto rico whole another country like yeah. that's yeah. a whole nother you have to use your passport yep <laughs> and now we can drive up to richmond we can go to charlotte like same state you know we've there's yes. plenty of oh my god and I, that's one i'm particularly excited about because i have a Naturally. Being a Raleigh boy, I have kind <laughs> of a little personal vendetta. Dave, are you from Raleigh? How long have you been here? I've moved down here in 1982, oh my God. I believe. So, yes, yeah, so you've so. been here longer than I've been alive. Uh, yeah. Sorry. So been <laughs> <laughs> he just called me old. I am an old, old man. Dave is only 38. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. Well, we'll go with that number. But, 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 well, we can say that the, the three of us, at least, are are deeply embedded in the rally we've seen it from where it was to where it is we've seen the railhawks from where they were to yep. where we are now with ncfc mm-hmm. uh and it's so nice to have a proper rival just down the road absolutely um and accessibly down the road away days like that's 
I yeah, think man. aside from just the prospect of playing literally playing Charlotte more than just like a cup game. Yeah. Which we're, we, which we have a weekend. And isn't yeah. the last game of our season? Yep. It's away. At Charlotte? Yeah. At Charlotte. That'll be I need to look at that schedule. Like did they do that on purpose? Is like rivalry week the last week of the year? You know, the if, last games of the year. If it was on purpose, good on them. Good on them. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but if it That's wasn't, then it happened to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love the idea. Um, and I'm excited. I mean, I'm, and not just Charlotte. I am excited about some of the other locals, like like um, Charleston. It's it'll be good to definitely. kind of. Charleston was a fun trip when we we went down there um, with uh, Triangle Soccer Fanatics. I think it was 2007 or 2008, and it was an absolute blast. I mean, the fans down there were fantastic. They mm -hmm. were very welcoming. Yeah, yeah. And good hospitality. Very good hospitality. And they invited us into the pub that they have in their stadium. Oh, that's cool. Which has more soccer memorabilia than you could possibly imagine. Can we get on that? Can we get on the pub a in pub the stadium? In, I, I would love to get in on that again. Because that was a, Steve, a great place to hang out. Steve, 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 Steve. I know you're listening. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hook us want, up, man. If you want that fan experience. That would be pretty baller. I keep hearing about a beer garden, but like a real How beer about garden. A pub. A pub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like do have a thing. Have Raleigh Beer Garden have a sister pub yeah. in there. Like a hundred taps on the wall. I'd be there. I'd, I'd go there first. I guess the hard part is town of carry. Town of um, yeah. But. I know they're not listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, so moving on. So um, they just recently kind of wound down, I guess, the two days of open tryouts for the NCFC. Was that today? That or they, or they kind of finished it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Colin Clark was pretty, uh, you know, general compliments for the group, I guess, you know. And he's not going to be like, oh, there's one guy. He's really good, you know. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, we have, like I think Dave said, maybe we have eight spots to fill for our new 23-man roster. <laughs> Do some come out of that? That would be kind of cool. That, that would be cool. I mean, especially if uh, if 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 it happens to be like another like Nas, like another like homegrown player that just kind of could have been a pro, but life got in the way, or you know, could, you know, what, whatever the circumstances may be. Obviously, these guys are paying for the tryout, so I'm not going to pay for the tryout because I know I'm terrible, <laughs> but. Do you have to think that, like, if you're paying for to, to have a spot in an open tryout, that you have to think that you're confident enough in your ability to make a pro squad? Yes. Right. So, which you got to think that, like, most of those guys are capable at some level. So I'm not saying these guys are scrubs at all. In fact, the opposite. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to drop, what was it, $150, $100 to, to try out. Um, it, like... Go for it, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, that's just one of that's just one of the quirks of American soccer, though, because it, I mean, if this were if this were England, those guys would have ready, regular, steady jobs. Right. You know, they'd be playing in you know League One or League Two. Sure. But mm -hmm. they'd still be good enough to play, and mm -hmm. they would be good enough to play regularly. So, so the question is, you know, are you know, it's not so much whether they're good enough. Most of them probably are. The mm. question really becomes. Do they fit into the system? Right. Do yes. they fit into the scheme that Colin Clark wants to play? And that is a good see. All of the the, you know, all of the the banter aside of of Colin Clark over the years, one thing is for sure, there's stability. He knows what he wants to do. He has a system, like you said. So there's something to be said for that. Like you think about how many clubs this year had to hire a new coach. 
or fired a coach. Like the Republic, um, Sacramento Republic just fired their coach. Yeah. Like or he, he was let go. Whatever. Let go. <laughs> right. Quotes. Um, so like, I don't know. I like, I like the idea of stability because of something like this. He comes in and goes, I know exactly what I'm looking for. I know what spots I need to fill based off of who's signed and who hasn't. Um, and show me what you got. Can't hurt, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of that. If nothing comes out of it, eh, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that, too. As long as we don't end up with another Cesar Elizondo who comes here and is brilliant and then gets traded for a box of chicken wings or something. <laughs> Were they good chicken wings, though? Yeah. Are we talking like Popeyes or Bojangles? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's contention there. Right. But. Right. Um, I. You're right, Dave. That is it. Yeah. You got to make sure that you're getting your. You know, you're not getting a. Uh, you want to keep the the best players. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, going on to the the preseason schedule was released last week, I believe. Um, so cool that we're. And KP, I think you actually brought this up. I thought it was Atlanta too. I'm. But it I says Atlanta. Look. It has the A, and that's yeah. what made me think, because I know that with the announcement of Atlanta 2, they're very adamant about the 2. The difference. I mean, they, they, I'm still not a big fan of MLS yeah. 2, but, but at least they're yeah. showing that it's a little different in some way. So yeah. it, may, it may be actual Atlanta. I mean, it's a closed-doors game. Yeah. So Bummer. Yeah. But we'll see. So that's coming up on Valentine's Day, actually. Wednesday. Oh wow, that's next week. Wait, well, in a couple weeks. Uh, huh? No, no. Day is next week. That is next week. I was gonna say next week. I work. That's right. It's Monday. I work in marketing. I know that it's. Yeah, you know, you know. Um, <laughs> Are we gonna have any ritual beheadings for Valentine's Day? <laughs> we can try. Uh, I mean, certainly we must have an effigy or somewhere right. around there I'm sure, that we I'm sure. that we can do to, to celebrate the true spirit if, of Saint Valentine. If we could go to that game, you bet. You bet we would have. Oh yeah. But. The, the good thing is we were just talking about Wilmington the, uh, the other is that the next game is at home against UNCW. Um, cool. Interesting, uh, yeah. Sunday, February 18th, noon. Wet, I, it says at Wake Med Soccer Park, so it's probably just in one of our one of the, the side yeah. uh, facility areas. Um, love I'm, That's our first real look at the squad. First time we'll actually you know get those binoculars and figure out who's on the field, who's <laughs> playing. Um, Hang out on the fence, right? Have a beer. <laughs> it's what we do at preseason games. It's what we do. But my uh, my absolute favorite playing Matthews Independence Sunday, February twenty fifth at uh, it says one p.m. Uh, so they came here last year. Great game. Oh yeah, it was a great game. Drew four four. I think they were up like they were up three nil at the half. They were three nil at the half. Came back and Turn drew it four. And then we put we actually put our starters in at the yeah. start of the second half. There were a lot of trialists in that game yeah. in the first half. And we ended up a lot of them did a few of them we so signed. A few, a few but of them signed, yeah. Not a lot of them. Yeah. If uh, I recall. Jose Carranza I'm probably butchering his last name. He shown for me in that game. I was like, who is this kid? And we found yeah. out he was a DC United Academy product. And we were like, Oh, hope please sign him, please sign him. <laughs> yeah. And we did. Um, but he hasn't re-signed. I'm like, oh man. So like, that's the kind of energy we need because he just like bombed down the the edge of the field, just kept, just ran after balls. It was really, really pacey winger. Would love to see him back. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Uh, then we play NC State at home Sunday, Saturday, March third, which would be really exciting. It's a 10 a.m. Oh, <laughs> so we got right. to wake up for that one. Um, which will be fun. To, I like I like that we're 
you know, I think last year we played um, UNC. I may, be, I may be blending it in with the Courage a bit. But I think we played UNC. We may have played Wake Forest. I know we played Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool that we're playing NC State. Get a little closer to home. Uh, they have a decent side, and I think one of our, one of them is uh, one of their guys is a, either an academy product or U twenty three, Manny Perez. Uh, name rings a bell. Um, so he plays for us in the U twenty threes. So I hope to see him if he's still there. Will um, this be one of those things where he like plays for the state <laughs> first and then plays, <laughs> plays for, for us? Plays next. for the, I mean, us the second half. Theoretically, Maybe. that could happen, right? They don't count, right? It's just a it's just a training exercise. All it is. Um, but yeah, so circle your calendars. Saturday, Sunday, February twenty fifth, one p.m. at Matthews Independence. Uh, we're really gonna. I, I mean, I'd like to get a, a group going down for that. I mean, it's a Sunday. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys got anything else? Uh, you know, anything that's on your mind? We could probably answer some some questions that people have thrown our way in regards to NCFC. Thank you guys for uh, asking our questions. Hashtag Ask Six PW. Uh, on Twitter, so Jeff asked, "Anything come from open tryouts? Any jibs locally?" I'll, I'll, not I'll, yet. <laughs> not yet. I'll be honest. People think that we have like the inside knowledge on the team. We don't. Um, so if you guys are asking us like, "What's going on inside?" We don't know any more than you do, uh, and I think they like to keep it that way. Um, so um, yeah. So anyways, so we don't know much about that. Uh, Jeff, sorry. This big cloud of Belichickian secrecy yeah, yeah. just kind of <laughs> floats over NCFC. Uh, that's, that's my Bill Belichick impression. Um, Scott Lunn on Twitter asked, um, where are we finding our guys, the MLS Combine tryouts? Uh, he said, we doubt we have much of an international scouting budget. I would, I don't know much, but I would say that that's true. I would agree. Um, it's like, I, at the same time yet, I don't know how... Um, the Austrian guy Bernard uh, Luckbacher comes to us from the Austrian third division. I don't know how anyone from outside of America comes to us. To be honest with you, uh, my I theory, th- my theory is that they just have a highlights. Like maybe their agent just mm-hmm. ships DVDs or, or sends links. Honestly, you know, it's just like that's hey, that brochures. That looks good. Yeah, let's we'll sign them. Is that how we ended up with T. Shipolani? Is Etienne it? Barbara <laughs> over the years, all well, these guys from like the, the from, I mean South Africa is a very large country, but sure. it is it is very far away. Yeah, and it, it you don't expect to see you know South African players make their way right. to North America, Carolina, right. to North Carolina, North Carolina, <laughs> yeah, all places. specifically. Yeah, uh, the hotbed of soccer that we oh, have. Yeah, we do, but I mean, people in Europe don't know that. I mean, no. in terms of. Relatively, in terms of the United States, we have a you know a long tradition of soccer in, in North Carolina, specifically in the in the, in the Triangle. Um, I, I honestly don't know where we're getting these guys. If somebody has inside baseball knowledge on that, Neil Morris maybe would know maybe a little bit more. Who knows? We um, should invite him on the show. <laughs> maybe you know he interviews so many people. Has he been interviewed? No, no. I don't think he's been interviewed. We should bring him on. Maybe. Well, it couldn't hurt. Yeah, Who be, interviews the interviewer? Right. It's just like, I'm sure he'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> Interview me? Um, I'm, I'm sorry, sure I can't say that. In, in the middle of this, he'll just start interviewing us. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It turn, turns in turns his podcast. 
Uh, Scott also asked, um, how much does a loss to Vibiaga hurt us this year? Connor uh, had perhaps his best season for us this past year, and I think the consistency of Vibiaga next to him was largely the reason why. Uh, he struggled with the revolving door the year prior. That's fair. That um, depends entirely on who we sign to be our other starting center back. Right. And yes. who, whoever else we sign and whoever else actually gets the job yeah. as a starter. And, and, yes, having that consistency for any center back and, pairing and, is and always he, a good thing. Especially the two center backs and the goalie uh, and the goalkeeper. Like having that, that triangle of consistency, of knowing, actually just having your back line. Look at the courage. We hardly touched that back line almost the whole season last year. Like that you can almost guarantee that it was Abby and Abby. Yep. Yep. Taylor and uh, uh see, Jay Hinkle. And, and Jay and, and, and Hinkle. Yeah. So like that almost never changed unless someone was hurt. And right. Kate and Caitlin Rowland ended up winning the starting job. Right. Um I well Sabrina got injured yeah. at some point during the season and then Kate Rowland came in and took the starting job and just never let it go. Yeah. Good so for her. Um, but yeah, so just just see, having that consistency was crucial for for the title uh, title run in. Um, you, I mean, just it's just nice to know that you never have to worry about who's going to be playing next to you week on <laughs> week out. Um, so yeah, I think more than anything, just having somebody who's going to come. I mean, if we haven't signed the guy yet, I hope that we spend the money to sign the guy, and he is coming in to start at center back. Yes. Um, I don't know who that is based off of who we signed. Um, I mean, it sounded like uh, Fernandez could play the defensive position, but it sounds like if you have a Swiss Army knife of a player, I don't know. I, I don't really want to – I don't want to stick him in defense. You know, like you have – if you have a guy who can play forward or midfield, I'd want him playing in one of those two with defense being the fallback, the backup. Or at least I, have him, like, backtrack. Yeah, if we need to, kind of, right. and kind of like the Eric Dyer of of the team who can play on the who can play as a as a fullback, a center back, or a defensive mid. It, you know, if you're kind of in that area and you can be malleable uh, to your situation, maybe that's who he ends up being. But again, it kind of goes back to having that consistency. Uh, just would be nice all around. Uh, so thank you, Scott, for those questions. Um, Justin asked on Twitter any rumors about how things are progressing with the stadium. Um, any rumors? That's a big one too. That is a big one. Uh, rumors, as far as I know, is um, I can't say much. I don't think. Uh, I do know that it's trying to progress in the house uh, in the NCGA. It sounds like there's backing. That's just not high on the priority list right now. No, which is understandable. Yeah, understandable. Um. You know, politicians generally don't want to, like, roll out the red carpet for stadium financing. It's not really a hot-button item. Um, Especially nowadays when stadium financing tends to be frowned upon yeah, more. Yeah, big time. And clearly, uh, when the announcement of the, the stadium came out, the, the comments were 50-50. How? Wow, this is really cool. This would be really great for downtown. And then the other half was, I ain't paying for it. It's like, all right, Basically, chill yeah. out. <laughs> um you're not, but you know you gotta gotta find that money somewhere. Um, Justin also asked, "What do you dislike most about the team in Matthews?" Uh, KP, you want to take this one first? Uh, well, 
first of all, that they are Matthews. Um, they've got, well, I, I'm sure that this might come back, back to bite me, but the fact that they have a very copy-paste jersey. I mean, New, <laughs> New England. Well, you and I were talking about jerseys yeah. earlier, too, like how, like, unless you get to, like, the big time, it, you pretty much are kind of going off the template, it seems like. Sure. And I was like, oh, hey, it's basically like the revolution. But then I thought, oh, poor revolution. <laughs> they have a copy and paste, too. They just, got their road problems. They just yeah. have it in Pat's colors, and that's about <laughs> it. Um, I don't know. I just I, – I think it's more of an attitude thing. I mean, I don't know too much about the players themselves because right. I don't – I'm going to start to know more about them. But Except for the few that are former Railhawks, of course. Right. Yeah. Mm. But – the fans, I mean, it's, you can definitely tell, well, at least with social media so far, it's, it has shown that this is a rivalry that's now, now that we get to play them more often, like, I think we're going to see a lot more heatedness mm. to it. Like, mm-hmm. not, not, and not just on social media. I mean, I think at games, oh, yeah. like, away days, who knows how many of them will come up here. I know we'll go down there for sure. Oh, they, they, they came out for the Open Cup. Full credit to them. I mean, they did. I wasn't. I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting a huge turnout, and they came. I was surprised, but that's, but that's the good. Thing. I mean, that's good. Like as it's much as mm-hmm. as much as we dislike each other, that that's still like that's the environment we want to see. Yeah. Like I'm I'm big on wanting to see a bigger and better environment from the fans, not just the sports section. I, mean, I think like having all of Wait Med Soccer Park being somewhat noisy would be cool. But you know, now that we get to do away days that are close by, not Puerto Rico, I think <laughs> I think developing those local rivalries at the fan level will be a lot more interesting now. Yeah. Uh, and, and as far like, as well said, my thing is um, for anybody who kind of puts us down for having that banter, especially on social media, uh, deal with it. Cause yeah. m- my whole thing is it, you make the experience you want to have. Um, so the people who are saying like, Hey, let's be nice are also the same people who are going, where is everybody? Why are there nobody at the game? You know, like you need to create that buzz. You need to create that animosity because it, oh yeah, well, fuck you. We'll show you. We're going to come out and we're going <laughs> to, we're going to pack the stands and then we'll, then you'll see. Exactly. Good. I hope it happens. Absolutely. Um, as far as what I, I don't, that's <laughs> what I dislike. Eh, I just, I just like the general banter, I guess. I don't know. Um, like, I don't know. It's fun though. It's fun. It's just fun to, to just mess with them on online. It's a healthy back and forth. That's the thing. It's not, we're not being mean to be mean. No, it's just banter. Oh yeah. It's like you get over. It's, it's not like I come home and like, honey, you won't believe what this guy said on Twitter. I'm crushed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm just like, oh, he called cute. us the Roadhawks. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He called us the Failhawks. He, he, he called me. They called us Gas Station FC. Oh. oh. It's so terrible oh. to have a national brand as your sponsor. Oh, oh it's God. Worst. It's the worst. It's it, it was just so terrible to hear all those bad things while we were beating them 4-1. <laughs> Shook. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I both love and hate the, the banter because it's just like sometimes it just veers into childish, which – I'm guilty of. Yes. Uh, we all 100%. are. Of course. But, um, but in the end, it's just fun. Now, some people oh, take it too far. Do I know? I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. Uh, I won't name names. But, no. Um, and I think. If you're we, an Independence we, fan, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. And, and, and as someone pointed out, I don't know if it was an NCFC fan or it was a Jackson Militia fan, pointed out that 
this individual is not associated with yeah. Jackson militia. They do not recognize him. And I, and I applaud them for that. Like, yeah. we all have, you know, our differences, but at the end of the day, like I'll go have a beer with a independence fan and talk shit to them in person. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> Here's the thing. I know who this person is. Again, I won't name names. Uh, when he came, he did come to the open cup game last year and I did shake his hand after the game was over and it seemed like everything was cool. And then he goes on Twitter and, you know, and uh, mouths maybe, off. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, man. I'm being cool about this. They're being cool about this. They're being cool about this. You are not. Yeah. Something's not wrong with us. Something's wrong with you. By chance, did this gentleman move from uh, Atlanta to Charlotte? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I'm just wondering if he was a former Ultra by any chance. No. Like a, like not, a Silverbacks Ultra or yeah. something? Yeah. Like, I wish, because at least he would have passionate... De- like in the right area, but he's just mean. He's just angry. He's just an angry old white guy. He, he does, like, it, it doesn't. Worst kind. It doesn't strike me as kind of as even ultras. Just kind of irritated. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, enough, <laughs> enough of that. Um, any non-Carolina USL road trips you're looking forward to? Uh, Johnny uh, asked us on Twitter. Ooh, um, I would honestly love to go to Nashville. Oh, absolutely. Cincinnati. Would Nashville's be awesome. a fun town. Cincinnati, uh, Louisville. Um, there's stuff to do in Richmond. Richmond as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just two and a half hours away. Yeah. You know, so I love Richmond. Richmond's a killer. Um, honestly, I'll throw out Tampa Bay. I'll throw out Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I'd love to go party with the Rowdies. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a good group. Um, who was the biggest loss for the in the offseason for NCFC? Nas. Nas. You got to say Nas, yeah. <laughs> that was like, easy. <laughs> that's an easy question to yeah. answer right there. <laughs> Um, second would probably be Brian, Brian Silvestri. Yep. Just cause yeah. he was just so solid in the, in between the sticks. Um, and he'll, I think he'll flourish for sure. I hope he starts I, I with hope the he galaxy. Does. I hope he starts with the galaxy. Um, I mean, he's got the MLS pedigree already mm-hmm. with the Philadelphia. So I mean, he knows the league and the league knows him. So, uh, Johnny, we'll get to your next question because we're going to take a break and we're going to talk some courage, uh, right after this. So stick around. Okay, we're back. So we're going to discuss courage now. So uh, it's nice. It's, this is nice because we're, um, we're the only Division Two team that also has a women's team. Did I get that right? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. All other women's teams are either completely independent or are attached to MLS, MLS clubs. So, wow. That's kind of cool. Um, so anyways, enough about that. Let's just dive right in. Um which what what Dave? What would you like to talk about first? Well, we should talk there's, about there's the trades. Yeah. I think because there's been a ton of trades happening, not just with yeah. the courage, but with the NWSL in general. Yeah, I mean, let we'll start with the courage trade. I mean, bringing Crystal Dunn here blew is, my mind. Blew yeah. my mind. Having so- someone of that quality playing up front who can score goals, who scored amazing goals at the international level. Yeah. Yeah. Still not even in her prime yet. And still not even. Yeah, exactly. And having her up front with Lynn Williams. And oh. Lynn. <laughs> God, it's, it's exciting. Exciting. So it's just, it's just yeah. goosebumps, man. Yeah. <laughs> and Lynn, Lynn struggled a little bit offensively last year. Yeah, I mean, she, she's, she's good in the beginning. She, she scored. I, I mean, she had more, more goals the previous year uh, with uh, the Western New York Flash uh, before they became the Courage. So it's funny. When I was at the NWSL uh, final last year, I was uh, – 
chat, chatting with a, an English gentleman who was a Thorns supporter. Naturally. And yes. <laughs> yes. And if you're a we were, game, you're and, and we were having a good laugh over the fact that uh, one of the teams, one of the English teams that I support, AFC Wimbledon. Come on, you Dons. Come on, you Dons. <laughs> So it's just like having that team support supporting AFC Wimbledon and the courage and the courage at the same time <laughs> who were just kind of yanked out of New York because yep, they sorry. yeah <laughs> New York didn't really or the owners I mean there were plenty of folks in New York who, oh, who yeah. would have loved to see them play yeah. continue there but the owners were just like mm, we're ready to sell. well it doesn't help that they train like an hour and a half away from the stadium that they play at so like they were the Western New York Flash literally literally you know, like the entire Western, Western New, New York, York. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, boy, that and that's a mouthful. It's like, we'll have lunch at Watkins Glen today. <laughs> <laughs> that's just such a mouthful. Not like North Carolina Courage isn't. But, um, but yeah, the, the Dunn trade, like, surprised me, came out of nowhere. And then I was like, wow, cool. Ooh, what did we give up? Yeah, that's <laughs> and, and Taylor Smith was one of my favorite players from last yeah, season. So losing her is going to be very hard, especially after that performance she gave against Seattle where she and Abby Dahlkemper basically put this gigantic muzzle on Megan Rapinoe yeah. and just shut her down completely. Oh, I mean, man. Taylor Smith was absolutely brilliant defensively. Like, and she's gotten national team call-ups yeah. as a result of that. So it's like, okay, yes, you're adding uh, a fantastic goal scorer here, but... You're giving up a really big chunk of the back line. Yep. And that's yep. and you know, even with all the, the players that we brought in to try and replace Taylor Smith, she is going to be very, very hard to replace. Yeah, when you, when you plot her trajectory in terms of like her career, mm -hmm. it just it's a straight line up. Like yes. like every year she just continues to improve on the year before. So year three I'm expecting her. I mean, she's already allocated, right? She's already allocated for U.S. national team. I believe so. Um, yeah, that's right. Because we, yeah, <laughs> that 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 whole thing is like really confusing to me. I'll be honest with you. Like the the whole like you can trade international spots and players and draft picks all at the same time. Um, so yeah, you're right. Like, just I'm I'm really gutted to see her leave because. She is so young and so talented, and Washington, oh my God, have you got a good player. Um, but they also have another good player that we give up. That's right, Ashley Hatch. Oh, our rookie, yep. NWSL Rookie of rookie the year, year. Scored some very, very important goals for us. Yep. And When Lynn was not firing. When Lynn was not firing. Yeah, yeah exactly. she stepped up big time. Very, yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to be Rookie of the Year if you don't right. step up, right? Right. So I'm... As much as I hate to see Ash go as well, I'm not as hurt by that simply right. because we actually have a replacement for her. Right. You know, Crystal Dunn can come in and do amazing things offensively. The question is simply how are we going to replace a player of Taylor Smith's caliber? Mm. We can replace a player of Ashley Hatch's caliber. Which, which we did. Which so we did. We did. A, a net loss of one. Right. Uh, when it come, when it's all down to it, like we had a like for like replacement, we we upgraded that. We we you can argue that we upgraded from Hatch to Dunn. Yes, but depending on if she's going to play forward or midfield, because she can play both, I think. Right. But having to give up Taylor Smith to do that, I think. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit it's of a gamble, I think. Yeah, yeah. If you had said Hatch in a first round pick, oh, we won oh, yeah. that oh, trade. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because um, the the beauty of the NWSL draft is that it's pretty much you can find good talent even in the fourth round. Uh, not as good as first, but like since there are only nine teams left, um, that the likelihood of you picking up a good player, even if you're bottom of the draft, is still really good. Yeah. Um, that was really a shame what happened. Well, what happened in both Boston and Kansas City when you think about yeah. it? Yeah. Because both of those teams, I mean, one of those teams just eventually ended up moving in a sense. But yeah, it was an awkward move too. A very awkward move. It was like... They're not here anymore. Also, Utah is a team now. And everyone was like, well, are they moving? Because, like, with Western New York to, to the NC Courage, it was like, okay, they're just moving. Like, right. Every, like, all players, all contracts, all coaching staff, they're just picking up and moving and rebranding. That was easy to understand. Right. But the FC Kansas City to Utah Royals was really murky at yeah. best. Not, it, and botched it, at worst when you yeah, think about yes. it. Because it's like, we still don't, do we still even know if that was a legitimate move and rebrand or if that was just a, this team is ending, this team is starting, we'll just take all those players. Like, it seemed kind of like a weird mixture of both. Maybe there's someone in Utah or Kansas City who could actually answer that question for so. us. Yeah. I mean, that maybe, maybe they would have a little bit more inside info to that than, than we do being, you know, a few thousand miles away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, good, but I mean, positives, it's good for the league in the sense of that there's another team on the West coast. They definitely want to, it's clear that they want to try and expand further out there. And one that's backed by MLS as yeah. well. Yeah. Because yeah, having, I think, ha I think, I feel like the NWSL is sort of moving in that direction towards mm -hmm. having clubs that are backed by larger clubs and that are affiliated yeah. somehow with larger clubs. And those and, tend to be healthier clubs. Yeah, exactly. Clubs that could actually support fully support a women's team yeah and I, I think i'm sure there's people who have you know different opinions about keeping it like in having a team that's solely independent and then one that's backed by like an mls team but i think what what we've seen at least with nc courage and ncfc's partnership like it's really like we always have the hashtag like ncfc fan but it's true i mean like mm -hmm. so much like good support spread between the two and not just by the fans but also like the players themselves support each other. The, yeah. the administration supports both. Like it's it's really cool to see each other boost each you know each team boost each other in some way. And in, in this case, technically, they're the higher division team yeah. than NCFC, so they're almost kind of propping us up if you think about it. <laughs> well, in a way, yeah, in a in way, way, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, which and is you, awesome. You make the argument, yeah, you definitely make the argument. Well, it was just like cool when NCFC was in the playoffs last year, and we were watching at London Bridge when we were playing the Deltas, right? We were playing the Deltas. I think it's yeah. Deltas. Um, and like J Mac was there, and uh, McCall was there, and uh, Darian Jenkins was there. Um, so it's just really cool to see, uh, like the women just like coming out. Scott Vallow, the the assistant coach, was there. Like it's just really cool to see them out, hanging out with the supporters. And the uh, the MLS. Uh, bed party as well. Right, the one yeah, we had downtown. They, they were all. Yeah, most of them were there. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah like they were. It, oh, man, that was so cool. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just it's just nice to see that like partnership that that it's not just on paper. Right, like there and really it's is not a, just saying all right, well, well we'll we'll help you. No, it's like it it become it seems like it becomes a bond almost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. With oh, Jess McDonald waving flag in the stands. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you for reminding me about yeah. that. That, like, that was such a great moment. So, so to quick backtrack, what was really cool about the Open Cup uh, run that we had last year, not only did we go fairly deep, but we, uh, we had an awesome – this is my highlight of the year last year. 
was going on on a bus trip, um, a chartered bus to Carolina Dynamo in Greensboro. So, in Greensboro yep. to to watch uh, them play the Dynamo. Got there late because <laughs> the bus was <laughs> just, just a little just bit a little late. Bit. The yeah. bus was late uh, picking everybody up. But when we got there, uh, as we were leaving, I don't even think we knew this coming in, or like somebody mo- motioned like in the stands about halfway in the stands that J- Jessica McDonald was there waving uh, like one of our flags um, like as a supporter. She came to the game in Greensboro. like, And she has stood on the capo stand for yes, yes, several, yes. Times. several times. So uh, uh, Heather Riley has, has done it. Yep. Um, uh, Sabrina has done it. Uh, J-Mac has done it several times. Like that's just so cool um, to see the women like, like going all in on the men and the men going all in on the women's side. Because um, all the guys were there in at, right. at the NWSL final. Yep. Yeah. Most of them standing right behind me. Yeah. Stephen Miller tapping me on the shoulder <laughs> when I was saying terrible things about Tobin Heath. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Stephen Miller, and another thing that's like a beautiful transition with that is that uh, he's a Philly boy, and Sam Mewis is a Boston, uh, Boston like great born and raised. So it was Pats and Eagles in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you noticed on Twitter, like there was a good back yeah, there was and a forth. Little they back had and a little forth. banter there, was there themselves, yeah. Yeah. They? So I forgot what the final deal was. I think Sam had to wear Eagles gear or something or had to wear the men's jersey. I don't know. I, I kind of could have – Stephen, if you're listening, you probably could have upped that ante a little bit more. A little bit. <laughs> uh, but, hey, that's not here nor there. Uh, I think it was just fun to see that. Hmm. Um, but what's not so fun – is losing clubs yes. in yeah. the NWSL. And unfortunately, we lost one, an original, essentially, yeah. through all the iterations of women's professional game, the Boston Breakers. <sighs> uh, ray of sunshine and that those players all found homes. And they all seemed really excited by that. And two of them did find homes here. I yeah. Mean, when yes. you look, you know, we managed to, I mean, if there's a silver lining in this, it's the fact for us, it's the fact that we managed to bolster our defense at a time when we really yeah. needed to, yeah. you know, being able to add Alicia Chapman, you know, Canadian international. 88 caps. 88 caps. Exactly. S- Sabrina's got another uh, Canadian in the team. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. you know, being, so being able to add her, I mean, she's a potential candidate to, you know, replace Taylor Smith mm-hmm. at right back. I mean, when you can replace one international with another, that's not, yeah. a, not a terrible thing. Definitely. And then having Julie King come in, mm-hmm. she can potentially fill in, you know, at one of the center back positions, especially if, uh, you know, depending on the status of Yuri Kawamura's knee, yeah. if, if, you know, if she's not able to come to come back yet, then we at least have a strong veteran defender that can fill in whenever we need someone. Yeah. Um, we got lucky in the sense last year that both Abby Ersig and Abby Dahlkamper were relatively injury for I mean, Abby played every single minute of every single game, the entire season. That's unheard of. Um, and she played all the international games too. Yeah. She never took a day off when, when it was her time to get called up. She just played. I don't think we're going to get that lucky again. Like surely our luck is going to run out and somebody in the back line is going to get hurt. Um, well, I hope not. Depth is great until you have to use it. Right. <laughs> Beautifully said. Um, so nice to have Julie King, uh, which is a cool stat nugget, uh, surpassed Christine Lilly for most all-time appearances in Boston's franchise history. That's saying something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, Christine Lilly's like a Hall of Famer, or if she's not, she's soon, she's soon to be. 
Um, so like having someone like that, uh, kind of right, right, kind of just step right in and then just beat her record. She's been, she's, she is Boston. So like that, she kind of encompasses Boston in a nutshell. And it, I, I feel for Boston soccer fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the revolution suck. Uh, they have no, they have no, the ownership has no interest in yeah. supporting the, the MLS club. Um, now the breakers have folded. Like it's a bad time to be a Boston fan. Uh, at least in terms of soccer, you got your Celtics and you got your Pats and you got your Bruins, but you, you're missing like, I don't know, like Boston is such an old historic city that deserves top notch soccer. I hope the breakers come back in some fashion. Absolutely. Um, I just, I don't know. It would be nice to see. I don't know if we'll ever actually see it. It would just, it would depend on a lot of different factors. Sure would. I think the sad thing is a lot of it might end up having to depend on the revolution ownership. Yes. And, I'm not uh, holding my I breath. I would not hold <laughs> my breath, breath. Out for that. Uh-uh. Um, so we also picked up uh, Merritt Mathias. Am I pronouncing that right? Do we want to talk about the little uh, scrum that Merritt Mathias <laughs> and Alicia Chapman That's had? That's going to be an awkward first, that, it seems <laughs> that first way. training session. <laughs> hey, you're the one that pulled my hair. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. Um, I'm sure, see, that's the thing, though, is that like, you just put the past behind you. That was, what, two seasons ago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, she... Mary Mathias, like looking on the like the the Reddit boards and everything, like when they're saying that she's the dirtiest player in the NWSL, I'm like, whoa, whoa! I thought McCall was the dirtiest player, right? And like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> no offense, McCall's my favorite player. I love her so much. I love what she brings to the team in the terms of like, yeah, that whole like the epitomizing junkyard dog, you know, kind of. McCall Zerboni is your least favorite player in the league until she plays for your team. team. Yep, yep, yep. It's like she's a junkyard dog, but she's our junkyard dog. You don't want to play against her. You don't want to play against her. Um, So um, real quick, running down the order of who we kind of picked up in the draft. Okay. Uh, Franny Krause, forward from Penn State. That was an interesting first selection. You wouldn't have think we'd gone after an attacking player, right? I right mean, after can, we got done, especially you know we got we have you know Lynn Williams and Crystal Dunn as a strike partnership. Oof. Then you look at um, Denise O'Sullivan, who came on incredibly strong for us late last season. Who resigned? Yeah, who resigned? You have Dabinia. Yep. Uh, you have uh, Darian Jenkins, who is healthy and ready to play. And there were a few people who said that she was just as good as Ashley Hatch before she, her knee injury. We bought, we, she was, if Hatch was second pick, Darian Jenkins was, was third. third. We got her uh, right after her. I no, think. it was sixth. Six. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Definitely in the first round, but right after we picked Hatch, we picked Darian Jenkins. And everyone went, what are you doing? Um, it's like, why are you getting all of these attacking players? I don't understand. <laughs> but it's like Paul Riley clearly has like a, a long-term plan for them. You know, right. like, um, Everyone kind of forgot about Darian Jenkins for a little bit. Because Hatch was just so good, and she was injured the entire year. I'm looking forward to seeing what she brings. Because Paul Riley keeps saying, she will light it up. She is that good. Like, before the Hatch trade and everything. He just, like, if anybody ever brought up Darian Jenkins, he would be like, you watch out for her. She's going to be good. She's going to be good. Which makes the drafting of Franny Krause first kind of interesting. Because but she's, she's kind of a utility player. She I, can play in midfield, too. She can. Okay, I, I can see that. She can play in midfield, too. But we have a number of other players who are like that. I mean, you yeah. look at uh, you know, Mac Doniak, 
for one. Yep, yep. You look at Kristen Hamilton. I mean, I don't know how badly her. I for, I know she hurt her knee pretty badly in mm. the in the NWSL final, but I think she's okay. If she's yeah. back and ready to play, then you know she can step in yeah. as a utility player just about anywhere else. So. I can see because of Franny's speed, I could see her potentially, you know, to getting out on one of the wing positions right, right. And, and just, you know, being able to bomb forward. Right. The question is, if she is going to be converted to a defender, how well can she defend? That's a good question. That's a good question. And we'll I think that's out. the question we have to find out. <laughs> we will find out. Um, Becca Rasmussen, midfielder from University of Colorado, and I'll also add that that was only her last year, but she spent most of her time at. at Georgia. Um, so she's a four-year college uh, midfielder. Um, sounds like a really solid, again, like Paul Rowley just kind of goes like, yeah, she's a junkyard dog, you know, and all that stuff. Um, um, like the perfect kind of like, I'll play wherever you want me to play. Just let me play. Like she just seems that kind of player that Paul Rowley looks for. And she seems, from the description I heard of her, she sounds really scrappy. Yeah, and, scrappy. And having someone in yeah. there who's willing to scrap a little bit, you yeah. know, I, I I could just imagine, you know, Becca learning as much as she can from McCall, oh, like man. throughout the entire season, just to you know to see what she can pick up along the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what a great like student teacher mentor kind of partnership that can be. Like. That would be that would that would be very interesting to see how that develops. Oh yeah, yeah. So watch out for that, Becca Rasmussen. She might be. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if she would start right away. Uh, I mean, I, ob I don't, obviously I don't she would. She so. will. There's no. no way she can. Um, but a good bench player, at least right now. Right. Um, uh, Carlin Hudson, defender. Or actually, I'm skipping one. How can I? How can I forget this one? Carrie Native Morgan Reed. Morgan Reed from Duke. Oh yeah. Who, who screamed louder than anyone I had ever heard when I when she was picked. Because <laughs> she was Curse. actually at the draft. She yes. was at the draft, and when she heard that the Courage picked her, she was. It was audible. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was just so loud. But that's awesome, man. Yeah. Like, no, no, but that's exactly that's, awesome. that's fantastic. Being able to have someone who actually dreamed about playing for this team and and being a and 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 being back, you know essentially at home yeah it's like a nas coming home kind of it thing. Is. yeah it is it's, it's it very is. much like that more more so because oh, she yeah. is the perfect example of and we were just saying this on the, between the break of like the courage tend to draw drew a few more fans in the ncfc only because of there's this like dream that the girls playing soccer in the area can see it being a you can attain this goal Especially when the original courage was here, mm -hmm. like uh, Kelly Glendinning, the the um, marketer for NCFC, she talked about like she was devastated when the courage left because right. like she was like that's that was my team, you know, like that was my that was that was my my life force, you know, you took it away and now it's back, and like think about how many girls saw the old courage or now they're seeing the new courage, and they're kind of going, I can do that. They're like they're they're role models on the field, uh, and I I don't know why it seems to be different for the men. I think we're kind of saying that because you tend to see the women in international matches. Let's face it, the the women's international team is far superior to far. the men. <laughs> yeah, they actually make World Cups. They actually make World Cups <laughs> and win them. And win them. Yes. Um, so and that's, but that's inspiring, and that, and to have World Cup winners. Yeah. Or people, or at least you know, international winners. Yeah in North Carolina, like 
that that's, it has to be. I mean, it's inspiring for just us, you know, adult fans. I can only <laughs> imagine people, you know, the girls and even the guys who are just coming up through, you know, Castle and stuff like that, playing at their schools, and you know, like they're like that's that's what I want. And like yeah. you're saying, like that now they can see this is attainable. Yeah. And I think having that kind of inspiration embodied in a player that's about to be well that is a courage player like that's awesome yeah and not, not to mention just the idea that you know you have international caliber players playing live here here you just don't have that in usl i mean you no. barely have that in mls yeah and if you want to see international caliber men's players you you're turning on the tv on saturday yep. morning to watch you know bundesliga bundesliga yeah. or, 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 or premier league or, or, league. or la liga or whatever yeah. else yeah. but you know the top women's players are here they're here yep. they are here and they are playing for us for our club and if they're not playing for us they come and play against us mm -hmm. so like it's no surprise that um you know the the you know orlando pride was a huge draw oh yeah yeah you know like i love that that was the inaugural game at home for the courage because that drew out a whole bunch of fans there's a lot of purple a lot of purple a lot of purple yeah yeah a lot, uh, of, a lot of alex morgan fans a lot, there, of, a lot of alex morgan fans. and i'm like all right fine you know, it's like, I'm not going to knock you for, for, you know, liking a player. You know, like, I will just say, follow your team, not a player, because eventually they will leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sorry. You got to watch out for that glory hunting, there, kids. There are, it's there, about the badge on the front, not the name on the back. The name on the back, yep. So while I love that so many people came out to watch Alex Morgan, I, I, as long as you're there to watch soccer, I got no problem. Uh, absolutely. I got no problem. You know, um, I would just say, careful your heart <laughs> yeah um yeah because uh yeah you know obviously even even clubs can even fold so that's not even a guarantee yeah. obviously the courage fold, folded once the railhawks were close to folding so <laughs> we count ourselves and, and how many nasl teams folded oh lord yeah. oh, man. Shoo. how many usl clubs have folded like it's yeah, just, the exactly. list goes on and on and on and on and on it's like has there ever been a year where one american pro soccer team has not folded or relocated when was the last time that happened? I'm, I'm not good sure. Good question. That is a good question. I was thinking about that the other day. I, I think I have to go back several years to find one that hasn't rebranded, moved, or folded. Um, and that usually all has to do with money. I mean, even a rebranding has to do with money. Let's that, be real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I paid more attention to the Railhawks when they weren't called the Railhawks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved them. They were my team. But absolutely. Was, I was a little, at the same time, a little embarrassed by the name. Um, do I care anymore? No, not really. Anyways, moving on. Um, Carlin Hudson, defender from Yale, first um, Ivy League soccer women's soccer player to be drafted. Was it Ivy League or was it just Yale? Maybe it's just Yale. It may have been just Yale. Maybe it's just Yale. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. She's also the captain of that team, so that's pretty cool. Um, so we're getting kind of that leadership. Um, so um, like put in a record number of minutes there. Uh, running down real quick. Uh, then we had Ryan Williams from uh, TCU. So <laughs> saying forward, midfield, defender, 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 defender. Clearly we need defense. But clearly we <laughs> want but defense. that said, we got defense. We got so it, yeah. we went out there and we were able to get it. And I think that's going to be a big boost for uh, this squad, because when you look at the rest of the league, everyone else, I mean, and, and this is in part, unfortunately, because of what happened to Boston, 
everyone else is looking a little bit stronger now. Yes. Especially um, the spirit. The spirit. spirit. Yes. Because they mean, got Rose Lavelle. They got Rose Lavelle from, from Boston. Uh, they also got Andy Sullivan, Andy Sullivan. the Herman, Herman Trophy winner. Essentially the Heisman Trophy for women's soccer. Women's soccer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and they got just got Taylor Smith and Ashley Hatch. Yeah. yeah. So, so they just, they made some oh, and major. Mallory, and Mallory Pugh's on that team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's uh, so. All of a sudden, Mallory Pugh's going. I don't want to play in Washington. To like, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> she has talented players. She has four international players playing with her right now. That is going to be a very talented young squad, and that is going. That squad is going to be trouble for yep. a lot of teams yep. in this league. I mean, you and you know, you look at. Orlando, yep. they're still going to be very strong. They just They've got, got Alec- and they just got Sidney Sidney Larue. Yep. Like, I mean, we knew that was coming. That, <laughs> that was just a matter <laughs> yeah. of time. Like, it was just a matter of time before she, you know, she rejoined the rest of the fam. I mean, when, when you but, got, yeah, when you got a kid and a, and, a, and a husband, you want to make sure you're all playing this, or at least in the same house, right? You know? uh, I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge her for that. I actually wonder how much playing time Sid, Sid will get next season because mm. that Orlando lineup is. Very crowded, especially if, you know, if Alex Morgan sticks around, you know, she doesn't run off to Lyon again. I don't think she will. No, I don't think she will either. And I I think I think the experiment of of women uh, of the women internationals playing in Europe might be coming to a bit of a close. I don't know. Maybe. I I mean, Carly Lloyd is coming back. She's back. She's back from Man City. So she'll she'll be she's now in um, she's now at Sky Blue. Right. So yeah, that's right. And Kristen Press is in Houston. Kristen Press is in Houston. And, and Sam, Sam Kerr, Kerr is, is in, in Chicago. Chicago. Now that is scary. Yeah. Yes. Now, as, as as much of a, I mean, Kristen Press was a beast last year. Yeah. I mean, she was, and Chicago was our bugaboo team right up until that mm-hmm. semifinal. Um, Sam Kerr was everybody's were, bugaboo. Now <laughs> you, yeah, and that, yeah, she was, and now she's replacing Kristen Press in that forward spot, and she scores goals for fun. Yeah. In this league. So yeah. this that's going to be you know Chicago is going to be incredibly tough, uh, you know, and Portland's returning everybody and they yep. just they just won the league. God knows. Uh, if I see another star on top of their club crest, uh, <laughs> that final just made me so mad. Yeah, yeah. I don't it really about it. it really did. But you know what though, if there's one thing we take away from it, it was a one nil uh, victory for them. That was a fluke goal. Let's be real. Let's be real. Yes. It's not. It was not like talent got him that goal. Like it could have easily. I, I mean, it was looking like it was just going to go into overtime, into PKs. Yes. Like, like. <sighs> plus, it was just nasty game. Like the only thing that was missing from that game was just torrential downpour. At least it yep. would have justified all the ridiculous tackles. No, no, no. The only thing missing from that game was a proper red card. Uh, yep. Yes. Uh, the first time, I think, who 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 is it? Uh, oh, uh, it was Taylor. It was Taylor, Taylor. Smith who, who got who, tackled. Who basically early by, got rugby tackled by Tobin Heath. No card. And no card. Because it was so early in the game, and I hate that. I do not get that. It's like if that is a yellow card in if if you're if you if that tackle happens in the seventieth minute, that's a yellow. But because it happened in the fifth, it's not. Like set the tone early. Yes, the the fact that the ref did not set the tone early for that game made it far more physical than it needed right. to be. Right, and then then it was just like, all right, cool, we can get away with everything. And now then yellow cards just started flying out of his pocket, and there was like, well, man, that's too late. It's too late. Yeah. You've lost the game. Um, there's there's a whole lot to be said for 
uh, referees in USL, NASL, NWSL. And NWSL. Nobody wants to be a referee, and I don't blame anybody for uh, wanting absolutely. to be one. The pay is crap, and you just get another bit of ridicule. Have you heard what we say to referees? <laughs> right? Hey, build up, Dave. Don't break down, okay? <laughs> swear. Tell that to Kara. If, every sing- <laughs> if another opposing fan tells us to be nice, I'm going to blow a gasket. Yes. Like, I'm not there to be nice. I'm there to root for my team. If you're in the way of my team winning, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. <laughs> like, I'm sorry you can't handle it. Clutch your pearls and move on. Like, like, don't tell me to be nice. I, I'm not going to be nice. You know, I, I always advocate for people, if you want nice, you know, Durham Bulls are great. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I love deep, you know, I love the Durham Bulls. I love that park. And, you know, if I want to just chill and have a nice cold beer and watch a nice quiet game yep. i'll go watch that but otherwise yep. brace yourself yep i was actually <laughs> yeah. talking to a guy just yesterday about this very thing about like because i was t- i was talking up ncfc and the courage and i was like hey man have you ever been to a game he's like no because he worked at the durham bulls i'm like okay well imagine the durham bulls but with an atmosphere <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah like you know it's a fun night out it's cheap but it's fun it's like first and foremost it's we fun we're trying to make it fun but yeah, like I'm sorry, I'm not going to be nice to the opposing goalkeeper. I'm trying to get in her head. I'm trying to get in his head. Yeah. If it, if it, if it means having a little bit of banter, maybe saying a few things that aren't nice. Eh. Your backline got more holes than a golf course. <laughs> it's, it, was it? What what time is it? What time is <laughs> it? <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not about playing nice. I don't want to play nice. I just I want my teams to win. You know, absolutely. Um, we have to create the home field advantage. That's exactly. what we're there for. We ha- you know, Wait Met Soccer Park has to be, in some sense, a fortress. Every, in yeah. one way or another. Everybody wants or their... Or a their, cauldron, if nothing cauldron. else. Yeah, 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 I like that. Every, every club, every supporters group wants their home team to be, a hometown to be a fortress. Naturally, right? Like, absolutely. How do you make that happen? Well, you have to make it intimidating for the other players. How do you do that? Well, you get sometimes to say nice, nice, not nice things. Instead of like, hey, gee whiz, golly. Uh, I hope you don't have a good game today, okay? Thanks, bye. Enjoy your experience Ooh. at the Wiener Dome. <laughs> um, so Johnny, uh, a follow-up to his question, asked us um, using the hashtag, hashtag Ask6PW. Uh, same question for the Courage in terms of uh, who is the biggest loss of the offseason. I think we kind of answered it. Pretty much. It was, it's it was Taylor. Taylor Smith. It's absolutely Taylor. Um, I mean, Ashley's comes close, but yeah. losing Taylor is... I, th- I think for sec- uh, Courage Section 108... Uh, who were big Ashley Hatch fans? Mm-hmm. That's a big loss for them. Yes. yes. Sorry, guys. Sorry, if guys. You're listening. Um, but you know, that's again. That's kind of like we were saying. Like, try not to fall in love with a player. You will get your heart broken. Yes. You know? uh, that's a quicker heartbreak than yeah. The than, club. A, than the club. The club will give you heartbreaks of all oh, kinds. All kinds. <laughs> Any you club will give you heartbreaks. All sorts of heart medicine. It's never yeah. the disappointment that kills you. Mm. It's the hope. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, real quick. Uh, kind of talking about both uh, teams real quick before we kind of close up. Um, one of the things that's been really awesome that both clubs have done this year is beer for the year. So, like, with your season ticket, mm-hmm. you get one free beer per game all season. Freaking love that idea. Absolutely. Whoever can, all right, whoever came up with that idea needs to get a raise. I don't know if it was done somewhere else and they just copied it, but great artists steal. Mm. Genius steals all the time. Everything's a remix. Everything. That's right. There are no new good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) But if this was stolen, great. I don't want to know where it came from. I just want to think that we came up with it by ourselves. uh, Unless we did. 
love that perk for for um, season ticket members. And is that for both teams? Yep. Awesome. For men's and women's. So if you got a season ticket to the men's and the women's, you get two beers. Two beers. Um, um, I, there has been a little bit of pushback in that not everybody is a beer drinker. The club, I don't think, has 100% said what they're going to do in terms of vouchers for anybody who's prefers non-alcoholic drink. I would hope that they would meet them halfway. Yeah, like maybe like either a beverage or, or, or even like a pretzel or something. You right, know, something else. Something else. Yeah, Some, you know, a, a condiment of your choosing or, or uh, uh, something of your choosing within that price range, which would be about $10. Yeah, <laughs> so, so you, a beer is about $10. There's a, there's a good that you could compromise with that. Yeah, actually, beer's like what? Because it's Captain's Ale, it's probably what, six? Something like that. Five or yeah. six, because it's in a can. Um, but yeah, really cool, really cool idea. Props to the whole the whole organization for, for putting that one out. Um, also, we haven't seen anything about new kits 100% yet. Not yet. Not yet. So still I, waiting for those to drop. Well, we are we, we are in the middle of shirt week. That's right. So we could see it. The, are, they, the, are they teasing it for like I, Friday is the, the kit reveal? I mean, That'd be weekends cool. are good Maybe. time. Maybe. I know I did see... I mean, the red shirt was exciting. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure how much they'll embrace it, but like, that's kind of cool that they were like, well, we heard you guys liked red, so here's a red shirt. Well, they, they, that's uh, cool. I'm, I'm the, all right with that's that. that. That's yeah. okay. Well, the, the warm-up tops for NCFC last year were red. Yep. And everybody wanted one, they didn't sell them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you managed to get one, you sell stole them it. this year. <laughs> right. You stole it or it was given to you. Um, but yeah, the, so that, that, that's really cool, the clubs, to, to do that. I hope we see the kits coming out soon. I think we're going to... S- I think we'll stick with Adidas probably. I don't know how long of a deal we have with them or if it's just kind of a that's the easy the, the easier manufacturer for them to work with. Yeah, I'm and not I sure. and I imagine well in, is the NWSL exclusively Nike or I is believe it, so. Yeah. I think the I, I don't I don't know if that's the case for USL okay. or if, if I couldn't USL asks that you at least entertain the idea of a Nike, Nike yeah. kit. But you don't have to. So, so okay. if we, it's if we're if we have something worked out with Adidas this year, I'm sure we may see Mikey next year. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the beauty of of sponsorships with the club and shirt sponsorships with the club is that it seems that that was immaterial of what league we were playing in. Yes. And more to like this is club specific, not league specific. So I don't think and I don't think we would have to redo any sort of Nike contract or, or Adidas contract. I assume we're gonna. Just Stick with what we got. <laughs> Some, or something along the lines of that. Because the NCFC youth on both men's and women, or, uh, boys and girls side all wear, or, or no, wait, uh, the the boys wear Adidas. I think the girls wear Nike. I could be wrong about I th- that. I think it does mirror the pro yeah. teams. Um, so if it ain't if the if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I think I mean, the only thing I'd like to see. I mean, I, obviously, it's awesome to have good sponsors. I think I think. If there's some way, and I'm sure it's not possible, but some way to adapt the sponsors to fit a little better, because like, yeah, it's cool having Circle K, but like, as a graphic designer, I'm like, you could have at least put in like, in gold or right. something like, you know. Yeah. But I, I understand, and I yeah. think, who knows? We'll we'll see what happens. I would like that too, and I think last year, I think one thing that we're probably going to see that's different from both clubs last year or this year compared to last year is that they have more time. Like yes. the courage had to rush. It's amazing what they did with so little time when you consider, like, they announced it in January, December? January. January. Of of 2017, and then they played starting in April. 
<laughs> and it was like, boom, all right, they're playing. Well, you have to keep in mind, though, this was already a complete team, though. Right, right. And, and this but was in terms just of a, like, in term, I mean, there were obvious logistics in getting them to move from New York to yeah. North Carolina. But this was a complete team. This was a unit that had just won a title. Right. So it's not like they were, it's not like they we were, like, grabbing together a group of complete you know newcomers to oh, each sure. other i guess so, i meant more of the the backroom staff and the the you the know the front office staff and everybody that had to because some people i think they have started splitting up the teams um in the front office like these people do the curves these people do ncfc some people i think overlap but um now that that seems the kinks have been worked out there's more time to build up to the season there's more time to Potentially bring in new sponsors, new uh, you know, new corporate ticket packages, more chances. You know, it was amazing again compared uh, to last year how much was done in such a short amount of time, and they had to do with the MLS push. So two teams and an MLS push, and a rebrand, and funneling in NCFC youth, and then dealing with well, at least with specifically with NCFC, like dealing with the state of NASL at the time right. and now to like having to switch leagues again. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if that's the only thing they really had to focus on from last year to this year, Hey, that's hey, great. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, MLS can no, no, not that I wouldn't want it to, but it can kind of take a backseat for right now. We're not going to get that other bit. We can still be working behind the scenes, but we don't need to be like working. That's the only thing we're like putting all our eggs in one basket. You right. know, yeah. we can focus on soccer. Yep. this year and having a better product on the field and off the field. We'll Absolutely. probably see more ads, more ad buys, probably more sponsors, more corporate packages, hopefully. And, and uh, just as a random aside, I'd like to see now with the new um, Hurricanes owner, I'd like to see yep. the, at least a Something. shout out between the two because, you know, I see like all the time like videos of like Stormy with the Mudcats uh, right. mascot. I'm yeah. like, so let's bring back swoops and have swoops go next to, you know, stormy. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bully bull. Well, you know, the benefit of having a new Canes owner and he and Malik have already had conversation. They've already yes. met. They may have had more than one conversation. Um, it seems like, I, I think that that's a partnership that's going to be good for both. I think, yeah, the cross pollination would be yeah. beneficial to both. Not, not just to us being not nearly in as big of a league as the NHL, I, but, but I think even, Canes fans would benefit from having the visibility to see NCFC as well and Ooh. the courage. One quick thing. If you're still listening to this, first of all, thank you very much for listening to our inaugural episode. Uh, second, we are uh, OCS is doing another OCS on ice. Yes. Uh, yes. February 23rd uh, against Pittsburgh, uh, which also happens to be a Carolina Hurricanes homegrown night. It's a homegrown night. So it's that'll a great be, night to come out. Yep. So it's a Friday night, 730 puck drop. Um, we'll do tickets and stuff uh, coming down the road. She'll look out for that. Um, but yeah, it should be a should be a damn fun night. That was a lot of fun last year. Really looking forward to another one. It should be bigger and better. Um, so yeah, so come on out uh, and buy your season tickets if you haven't yet for both yes. the clubs. Is I mean, it's like a cheap night out. Like when you break it down, it's like for a supporter section. Oh it's, yeah, it's like eight bucks a ticket. About. When, you, when you, in terms of like savings like even flex tickets are great that i ended yeah, up having flex i had i had flex tickets last year because i was planning a wedding and <laughs> planning life and all this stuff but it was still like beneficial because like oh man i missed three games in a row but then suddenly i could take like you got three three teams. people to one game with me and you know there's the club offers a lot of good options for both teams i think and i and i 
this year I'm definitely going to go out to more Courage games too. I think, yeah. you know, that cross-pollination is a lot of fun. The Courage season, I think this is going to be a really fascinating Courage season to Absolutely. watch. Absolutely. I mean, with, with the number of teams that have improved and the way that we have made, not, I mean, I guess you could call them some major changes to the lineup. Sure. I mean, at least a couple of major changes. The lineup so will look different. The lineup will look different. <laughs> the team that, that, that we get next year will look a little bit different. And the league overall mm -hmm. will, will look a little bit different and will be a little bit more concentrated and a little bit stronger. And it's exciting and terrifying all at once. <laughs> it's the hope, right? It is, it is always the hope. But I, I, I still believe there's a lot of hope with this club. And that, yep. you know, can, given all that are returning and all that we have gained um, in the offseason, the Courage are still going to be, they're still going to play the same style. They're yep. still going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I think we'll get even more goals and more shutouts next season. Uh, yeah, I, th I think this season, I mean, it was obviously exciting having them here this season, but this is the first, like, they've already played a season. They, they have established the identity. Now it's like, it's even yeah. more exciting. It's yeah. like, and the same with NCFC. It's, it's a new branding. This season's great for both teams because I think we can move forward having built up what they want. It's like, all right, now, now go. Go forth. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to end it here. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, oakcitysupporters.com slash podcast to find us. We're on iTunes and Google Play and everywhere else you can find your podcast. Thank you all so very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.